Everybody, my name's Joe Batanz, and I was one of the co-hosts of a show called Catching Up with a fellow named Mike Lawson. And for the past few weeks, you've been listening to uh, the best of Catching Up as chosen by listener Drew Brooks. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to take an intermission. Drew Brooks is coming back. His choices are coming back. His curations are coming back. We're going to do an intermission. And do some moments as chosen by a listener named Sophie. Sofa Lofo, I believe is how she is called on the Discord and on her uh, online persona. And uh, I I gave her an important task during the summer. During the run of Catching Up, in the early days of Catching Up, uh, about episode 10 or 11 through about episode 40-something, I mean, she might know exactly the numbers here. Mike and I did something called the mini episode. It was halfway through the week between Catching Up that's where we would read emails, answer voicemails, uh, tell stories. It just In those days, we had too many stories for the show. Uh, that was never a problem at the end. But uh, we had too many stories in the show. Things would get edited out. Uh, and so we would put those stories there in the mini episode. Great moments that we just thought needed to be some another show. And what we did is we had Sophie go through and call the best moments from the mini episode. So what you're going to hear right now is Sophie's curation of the best moments of the mini episodes. Now I will say there were a couple of stories because she did this in the summer that drew Brooks unbeknownst to everybody else put in his curation. Okay. According to Sophie, there were two. I could only find one. Also, I have a terrible memory it's a whole other thing. So if you hear a story again, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't find the other story, but maybe it's there. Uh, other than that, uh, enjoy. And then we're going to, I'm going to come back a couple of times at the episode for some other little moments that Sophie curated, but, and I'll explain those. But for right now, enjoy, uh, Sophie's favorite moments from the run of the mini episodes of catching up. People have just started telling me now, this is a story you cannot tell on a podcast. You know what's so, so funny? If people, I have people in my life who are like, I don't know how to explain it. They'll they'll come up to me and they'll say like, don't tell this on the podcast, right? And what's so funny is uh, – I never would tell the story of like your parking ticket on my podcast anyway. Exactly. Like, I, yeah. Do you listen to the podcast? I only talk about myself. I don't care that you got in a fight with your aunt. You are the worst person at lying. The way that Joe told one of the stories about his friend, Rudy, in air quotations. Wait, let me stop you here. Rudy is somebody that Mike and I both know, but we've never talked about on the show. 
And Mike didn't know this story about Rudy. And I don't think Rudy wanted Mike to know. So I was not only trying to keep it from you guys, I was trying to keep it from Mike. So let's, can we play the, the outtake here? Okay, let's play the outtake here. And we'll be beeping out the, all of Joe's mistakes. Okay. And he's like, um, like really uncomfortable. He said the guy's like staring at him in the eyes. So he's like, oh, and then like, so he, oof. <laughs> This is exactly what Dan was talking about. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> okay. So Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got totally cruised. So he got totally cruised. <laughs> You're the worst liar ever. <laughs> So, Rudy, what happened to Rudy? Let me tell this. All right. You guys, tell me if this is funny, because I laughed for the rest of the phone conversation practically, and Joe was like, I don't think that's funny at all. Yeah. Okay, so Moose P is like, Mike, I know you already from what I've seen online. I know that you're like a diabetes advocate and really passionate about that. Joe, what are you passionate about? And then Joe goes, mm, barbecue. <laughs> that's so funny joey how are you not thinking that uh, that that is funny i thought you even did it as a joke and no, then I you guys talked see why that's funny you guys talked for 40 minutes about barbecue and where to get good barbecue and barbecue sauce and meat and barbecue mm-hmm. god that was so funny Mike, there are fans of the art of smoke. I get that, but he didn't, I don't know, it just was Wait, like, isn't your dad a barbecue enthusiast? Well, yeah, I mean, he likes to barbecue, sure. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being passionate about barbecue. It was just funny that he was like, I don't know, it was like, advocacy for a chronic condition, and you were like, mmm, barbecue. <laughs> How are you not thinking that that's a little bit funny? I don't even think it's... <laughs> I'm only, like, giggling because you think it's so funny, like a lunatic. Holy shit. So, I go on Grindr, because I'm bored. I'm going to say, oh, I'll see who's around. It's usually within a mile. But do you... And, like, do you, have you... Do you see people? Like, you're like, oh, that guy's gay? Well, I've never seen that. But what happens is... And, and they put people in order on the Grinder and... and Closest to proximity to you. Okay. So the first guy will be the one that's closest to you. Okay. So I'm on Grinder, and the first guy, I see his picture, and it, I click on his picture, older man, salt and pepper hair, it goes less than 70 feet away. So, so like, I look around, he's in the Bible study. 
No way. Yes. And he's on Grinder at the same time. On Grinder at the same time, right? So I text mm-hmm. everyone that I know that doesn't do the podcast. I know this is a great podcast material. I text everybody I know and go like, "Dude, I am at this coffee house." I tell him the situation. There's a guy in a Christian group on Grinder. But does he then know that you're on Grinder? Well, he wasn't looking at it at the time. So then Jonathan, my best friend, or one of my best friends, says, message him. So I'm like, do I do it or not? Because then he's right there. He's right there. But I was like, oh, it's going to be so creepy if I do. But I did it. I messaged him. I go, hey, what's up? And I guess he must have had the push notifications on. So he goes like this and he looks at it. He looks at his phone, looks up at me, looks back at his phone, puts his phone away, and then pretends as if I did nothing. Yes. But I loved it. It was such a victory. Like... I'm on to you. I'm doing that thing with right. the two. We're making the two and putting the fingers eyes to my eyes. Yeah. And I go, I am on to you. <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking to Janet later, and Janet's like, can you believe I have to read this corn dog reading from this from this amber spyglass? Right? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Yeah, right? So now the wedding comes. She gets up to read it? She starts sobbing and crying. <laughs> well, it's like you too. Can't can't finish the reading. Wait, get this, get this. So then I'm talking to Shane today. I went to get coffee with Shane, mm-hmm. and I'm telling him this story. And he goes, "Well, what what is this passage?" And I go, "Oh my God, this passage. It's I mean, it's fine." I go, "He goes, I want to hear it." So I pull it up, and I start reading it, and I start crying. <laughs> No. Yes, I start crying. Okay. So, we went to a food court in a hotel next to the Anaheim Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And we were there ordering pizza. And there was super smoking, and Mike Lawson style as well, smoking, smoking hot guy. Right? He was either Latino or Middle Eastern. I can't tell. Right? Okay. It's just mm-hmm. really hot. So uh, we were talking to him, and I don't know, somehow D23 came up, and he's like, what, what are you talking about? And we assumed he was there for D23, and he goes, uh, I'm here for an MMA convention. <laughs> Mixed martial arts. Yeah, and he goes, what? <laughs> yeah, he goes, what's D23? And we're like, um, um. <laughs> a convention for people who love Disney? And he goes, is that why everybody's in weirdo costumes? And I was like, yeah. And so he was really, really nice. Oh, he had, oh, but it, he, I didn't think this was super attractive. I didn't hate it, but it, but John Paul was turned on by the fact, like, so let me, okay, let me tell you what it was. So John Paul was super turned on by the fact that the guy had a, a, a stutter. It was only on the letter M. I, I'm too impatient. I'm like yeah. trying to finish the sentences for people. Yes. I don't, but with only with the letter M. So he'd go, he'd be like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't know what this is. He's like, I'm here for an M. 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 Right? But also. It's funny because he only does it with the letter M and he's there for an M and a conference. And I should have been like, what does it stand for? What is that? And then he's like, 
mixed martial arts, right? And then I'm like, oh, what's the name of the character from Disney? <laughs> the the little guy that they're the known guy, for. The little guy, the one that went everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, then he punches me in the throat. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, scissor hole. So my friend Melissa runs a comedy room uh, at the on the the balcony of this um, bar in Pasadena that over and the balcony overlooks an alley, right? And Lori has this comedy bit which I'm not going to even try and imitate. If I can find it on YouTube, I'll post it. It's maybe one of the funniest bits I've ever seen any comedian ever do. It's about a conversation she had with her mom about being president of the United States. Okay. But at the end of the bit, she's literally screaming at her mother, like at the top of her lungs when she turns red. Okay. So Lori was, um, going there to do the, she did a set at this comedy show and she screams at the top of her lungs. She does this bit and then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. Um, I got to go to school the next day or tomorrow. I don't remember what it was. Right. And she left and the police raided the bar. Because Why? they got reports, they got reports of a woman being raped in the alley, and there were helicopters. <laughs> there were helicopters like flying overhead, and they like shut the bar down for, like, while they investigated the claims of the rape. And then Melissa realized oh, it no. was Lori's comedy bit and had explained to them that a comedian had done it. A... <laughs> and then <laughs> they had to shut down the comedy show for a few months because of that. Really? Yeah, because they didn't have a noise permit. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Oh, there's so many. I can't believe we've never told a Lori story. Like, there are so many untapped Lori stories. That's just two of them. Well, my, hopefully we'll hear more. Yeah. Those are clearly going to the outtakes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we ever really, like, talked. We never really did social things even together. I think we went to the theater once. Because I remember being in her house and, like, the dogs weren't allowed on the carpet. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, like, she'll tell. Like, didn't they have, like, big black dogs? Mike. <laughs> no, Joe. Her stepdad, I know. Her stepdad but- <laughs> is black. He's not a dog. That was a black man. <laughs> I know. But I think that they had dogs that they, like, didn't allow on the carpet. Oh, how about this? An outrageously themed magic restroom cafe soft opens serving. Oh, okay. This happened in, let me see the city here. Where's it? Oh, city of industry, which is actually kind of at my parents' house. I'm sorry. It's a bathroom themed eatery and the chairs. Oh, I are- saw a picture of that. Yeah. And the chairs are toilet seats. And like the table has like poop stuff on it. Yeah. And the food looks like poop. That's disgusting. Would you ever eat there, Mike? No. You know what's so funny is, um, Mike, this is what I love is I'm like, I would never, I would never eat at a restaurant with toilets for seats. <laughs> yeah. And have poop themed. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you something. I would eat a guy's ass out for days. <laughs> for days. So that means I would actually put my I mouth. I thought you were going on, somewhere else with that. I thought I you were going to say mouth on poop. For real. Ew. For real. And I'm like, I would never eat at a restaurant where it's fake. That's I want the real thing. I thought you were going to say, like, I would never eat at a, a restroom-themed restaurant, but I go to Taco Bell in L.A., which is just as gross or something like that. I didn't think you were going to go with putting they your should mouth get those, like, well, Here's what they should do. I got They should get fleshlights that have the ass and fill them with, like, chocolate pudding. Ew. 
and then you squeeze them. They, you know, they have those those squeezable flashlights. I think it's called the blade. Not that I know. Yeah, but right. um, and then you squeeze it, and the pudding comes out, and then you give like a rim job to the flashlight. I would so eat that. And you just eat it, it could be like an ice cream cone. Wait, what? My, you have Gross. sex with men on a regular basis. It's disgusting. And it's like the picture has like family sitting at this table eating the poo-shaped food. Gross. It's gross. Could you imagine your sister and your parents going with you? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you guys want to go for dinner? You know to really honor Harvey Milk? <sighs> this joke's going to get so edited out to really har- <laughs> so stupid i to, hate it already to really honor harvey milk they should have made people go in through the exit no joe <laughs> joe that was disgustingly horrible you know okay. he was murdered right for his for polit political reasons like no, not really, but the committee that's going to be doing this is also looking into some other structures around the airport that could be named in honor of other prominent San Franciscans. Well, maybe and they then, should maybe they're going to have the people go in through the rear for Harvey Milk. I'm appalled by that joke, Joe. Like next you're going to be doing a bad Asian accent. Oh, oh no, then I'd be <laughs> No, don't. Don't. <laughs> Joe. And so Harvey Milk is already recognized. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, here's another point is my mom is really bad with names and words and remembering things. I think as most names moms are. Names and words, just in general. <laughs> names and words and syllables. Anyway. So she goes the other day, she says, Joey, I need you to take me back to that amazing store you took me to. And I go, what store was that? <laughs> oh, you already know you, what this you, is? You silly, but I, but I want to hear it again. And I go, what store is that? And she goes, Senor LaFab. And I go, Senor LaFab. And I'm like, it took me like, it was like a riddle. Like I was like, right. what could you possibly be calling Senor LaFab? Turns out, it was the kitchen supply store, Sir Latab, <laughs> which is so funny because I never thought of it. <laughs> right, but Senior Lafab. Well, I figured like, it out. Why would somebody name their store that? <laughs> I don't know. I think she took Sir as like senior. Yes Sir, right? And then she's like, "Well, it's a foreign word, so it's not like Yes Sir. So it must be Senor. But then why not be like Senor La Mesa, which would make more sense because then it's all Spanish, right? But she was. Well, and what's Fab? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love your parents and I have not met them yet. Mike, I have to apologize to you because I we had uh, arranged to speak earlier in the day and I had to delay it because I went grocery shopping with my mom. Mm-hmm. Ugh, what a nightmare that was. <laughs> I, it was like two hours ago that we were supposed to record. I'm yeah. not mad. I'm not mad at all. I no, mean, no. I, was, I was working, but... I had stuff to do, but. No, I understand. But, but my blood pressure is through the roof. But I do need to tell you this story. <laughs> We're about to leave and my mom, you know, gets really warm down here in SoCal. Mm-hmm. And my mom says, do you think we should leave the back doors open? You know, just the screen doors. And I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. She was like, okay. She goes, but, uh, 
I don't know. Now I, I better put a radio on so they think that a burglar thinks somebody's home. Okay. And I was like, uh, all right. So my mom runs and gets a radio, right? <laughs> Can I please tell you that I had to wait 10 minutes because she wanted to pick the right station? <laughs> and like, cause it automatically, she never listens to the radio. So she's like, what all it's playing is Spanish music and country music. Okay. And I was like, okay, who cares? It's a radio. And she goes, I don't want the burglar to think that I listen to like country music. <laughs> So she had to like figure out how to use it so she could put K Big on 104.3, like the the station you would hear at the bank. She's concerned what the burglars might think about her music taste. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I had to wait for 10 minutes while she figured out how to put 104.3 K Big. It was very interesting. He has a very good job, a very cool job. Um, but it also had maybe one of my favorite moments. Of all time from a catching up with catching up phone call. Is this the one where I put my foot in my mouth? Yes. Uh, so let me explain. Somehow we got on the topic of redheads and then after that we started talking about, um, Prince Harry. Yes. And, who's hot. And then what's the brother's name? William. Prince William. So I said, Prince William also used to be hot. But then he went bald, and then he did the, like, comb-over thing. And for some reason, bald isn't – bald Bald can be attractive, actually, but you have to own it. You need to, like, style it properly. But when I said, like, well, he was attractive, but then he went bald. and then He was like, what's wrong with being bald? <laughs> and then Mike was just so – Mike was like an Abbott and Costello car, uh, movie where, like, Coste- like – like Frankenstein's monster is like walking into the room and he's like, (laughs) you know, and like Abbott's like turning around and doesn't see it. So um, I've proved my, I mean, I had a decent point and that is if you are going bald, just be bald. You don't have to do like a weird comb over where you look weird. If the wind is blowing the wrong way, like just own it. And uh, that was my point. But someone wrote us an email saying that for the entire time that they listened to the show. Hold on real quick. I know. We, the, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go. But the entire time they've listened to the show, they assume that your boyfriend, whose name is Rod Kyle, <laughs> they thought we were saying rock pile and that you were dating. <laughs> and that you were like dating a wrestler. Yeah, like a bodybuilder. And we just called him rock pile. I laughed out loud when I read that email. <laughs> Literally laughed out loud. And I kind of want to call him Rock Pile from now on. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike. I'm not going to play this game. I know you're trying to get a joke going. What do you know? What do you do? Do you? Uh, so then I just start the intro? Yeah. It's d- weird. But Mike, we've done this a million times. I don't even know why I'm playing into this. Why am I playing into this? Why don't you do the intro then? Okay. Go. I'm going to do it as you. Hi. So wait, so wait, you you are doing a sketch then. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Go. Um, my name is Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over 10 years. And each week we call each other, <laughs> each other and oh, it might wait. Oh, 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 take two. Uh, we've been friends for over 10 years, and each week we call each other uh, just to catch up. 
You should do a Mickey Mouse laugh at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Joe, what's up? Uh, are you going to do a real intro? No, why? You just did a great one. Do you think people will understand me because of the voices? Well, I guess they understand you. <laughs> true, true, true. I have another thing to bring up. Right after Vegas, Cocktails and Cream Puffs did an episode where they recapped Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Mike contacted me, and he was like, you need to listen to this episode. No, no. They no. talk about the show. like all the, uh, Yes, go ahead. No, I just dropped my pen onto the table because you are ridiculous. Joey, I, ever since you got so mad at me months ago, I said, Joey, so-and-so talks about you. Go listen to it. It's episode this. This is where you find it. And Joe came back to me livid. He was like, I, you owe me $20 because I just wasted 20 <laughs> minutes of my life listening to 15 minutes of this show. And all they said was that they thought I was funny. I listened for 15 goddamn minutes and all they did was mention me one time. So now I never say to you, go listen to something. All I uh, say, you did. You no, did. I didn't. All I said was that so and so mentions you on this show. That's all I say. I never no, tell you. I never no. tell you to listen. This girl. That is a lie. I hate you. Because you, you, even at the end, you were at like, oh, and listen all the way to the end because they, it comes up again. Now, they did say very nice things about me, and they said very nice things about the show. I'll give them that. Thank you very much. Donna was on that episode and Joey and Wendy. This episode was such a Mike Lawson blowjob. Oh. They were Mike Lawson this, and Mike Lawson that, and Mike Lawson this, and Mike Lawson that, all the way to the end of the show. Mike Lawson was right. All the way to the end of the show, they were, Mike Lawson's awesome, Mike Lawson's wonderful. Now, I actually, I'm going to even say this, I'm going to pay you a compliment. I don't disagree. You are an amazing person, you are a wonderful person, but why were you forcing me to listen to this? I've never forced – I hate you so much because I also see us being in a situation where so-and-so is going to say like, hey, Joe, did you hear that – all the stuff we talked about uh, – we talked about you last week? And then you're going to be mad at me for not bringing it up to you. So I'm 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 fucked either way. Either you're pissed that people aren't talking enough about you and it's a waste of your time or you're pissed that I'm not telling you when you, people are talking about you. I hate you. I hate everything about you. So then, final episode. Do you have any stories that you oh, know that's right. wait, are going to be good next uh, next wait, full wait. episode? Chat room, don't listen. Mike, I thought we were going to talk about this after the mini episode. No, I thought we were going to say it right now. So I have a story um, that I am still convincing the subject of the story to allow me to tell on the podcast. When Rod Kyle's not going to say yes, it's not Rod Kyle. When it happened. <laughs> Uh, the subject of the story was like, do not say anything about this on your podcast. So we'll see. Who else in your life knows about the podcast except for, for Rod Kyle? Uh, what, do you have any stories you want to tease? Um, I, you know, I go to a men's group, group therapy for gay men. Yeah. Not enough though. And I, uh, <laughs> well, it, yeah, I've never seen Breaking Bad. Okay. But uh, a couple oh, of years I ago, know this story already. Oh, you don't think? It's I think a good you've story? already told this on this show, Joey, and it's just it's just a long story for you to drop a name. 
Just somebody like walked found... in front of your car, right? Uh, okay, I'm not telling the story now. Um, <laughs> for the, I'm, I'm done with the story. Now I'm making my own show, Breaking Mad. <laughs> you, this is such a long, complicated story, and all it is is so and so walked in front of my car. <laughs> You're truly offended right now. Well, because you've been pissing me off all day. All right, Ed, it was nice catching up with you. And you know what? I'm uh, I'm I'm changing this. I'm changing the, the new sign off for the show. So on the on the phone when it was with Ed, I just said, "Well, Ed, it was nice catching up with you. Uh, Mike, go to hell." That's going to be the new yeah. sign off for the show. Ed, it was nice catching up with you. Mike, we have outtakes. Go to hell. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, cool. So, uh, if you are in the chat room, stay in the chat room because we're going to be, uh, doing, what did you call it? Catching up after dark? But we should say it like Barry White. Like, be like, catching up after dark. Are you ready for catching up after dark? (laughs) So stick around if you're in the chat room. We're going to talk about some real sexy shit. Catching up (sighs) after After dark. dark. Okay. So we're going to be back in a second. Um, um, nice catching up with you, Joe. Go to hell, Mike. In the fall of 2012, my ward Jose's life was spinning out of control and he didn't know how to make it stop. So, who do you turn to when your life is in a downward spiral? Hi, my name is Joe Batance and I tell what some would call lies. Um, I really love telling stories. I love, I love, I love, I love telling, telling stories. stories. What some would call lies. 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 Vomit. You lying son of a gun. Kinda creepy son of a son of a son of a bitch. He said. She said. I said. What the hell? Liar, liar, pants on fire. I love your dress. I'm not making this up. You are a goddamn liar. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I love telling stories. And this story, in particular, I get to retell as accurately as I see fit. It was Monday night and I was making my way to a weekly lecture by Marianne Williamson. Described as a self-help guru, Marianne, as I like to call her, offers weekly lessons based on a book that she didn't write called The Course in Miracles. The course had helped me through some tough times and I made it a practice to attend the lectures on a weekly basis. I was making my way to the lecture when I got a call from Jose. He was stranded on a corner with no money on Wilshire Boulevard. He wanted to know if there was a way I could pick him up. Coincidentally, I happened to be on Wilshire Boulevard. I was a few miles away from the theater where the lectures take place. Ironically, Jose was on the part of Wilshire Boulevard commonly known as the Miracle Mile. And boy... Was he in need of a miracle? When I picked up Jose, he was really upset. The previous weekend, he had gone to a party with some friends in a bad part of town. There were gang members at this party, and Jose could feel himself getting involved with some bad people. On his way home, his car caught fire. He had to abandon his car and find another way home. Jose worked for a bike shop in East L.A. After his car caught fire, he borrowed a bike so he could go to school. The very next day, someone stole the bike, lock and all, from outside of the lecture hall. 
Now, Jose was getting around on bus. When Jose walked off the bus and after it had left, Jose noticed that his wallet was gone and must have fallen out of his pocket on the bus. And that was when Jose called me. A miracle, as defined by the Course, is a shift in perception. It's about taking a look at the world around you, taking a look at your problems, and instead of approaching the world from a negative, fear-based perception, you shift into a positive perception based on love. Jose was so distraught that he could only see the world with a negative slant, and the world was giving negativity right back to him. I told Jose that through his poor decisions, decisions I have chosen to omit from this story, he was manifesting all of these negative events. Don't you see, I told Jose, the universe is trying to send you a message. How, he asked. Pay attention. Your car caught on fire. Your bike got stolen. You lost your wallet on the bus. The universe has seen the direction you're going in and is trying to tell you to stop and turn around. Jose waved me off. I told him that I was on my way to see Marianne, and so if he wanted a ride to his friend's house, he was going to have to wait until after the lecture. He reluctantly agreed to my terms. I know you don't want to go, I said, but pay attention. You might learn something. Then I smacked him on the back of the head. I have this cousin. His name is Richard. He's a week younger than I am, and he's gay. He met us at the lecture. Jose sat down with us in the theater, squirming in his seat as Marianne started everything off with a short meditation. Then Marianne said, Tonight we're going to talk about chaos. How many of you have chaos in your life? Jose looked at me. Jose was supposed to go to a house of an actor friend that night. Jose's friend was having a big party, and Jose was going to spend the night. On the way to Marianne, he swore to me he would wake up in time to make it across town to his 8 a.m. class. I was dubious. After the Marianne lecture, Jose exited the theater, called his friend, and told him he wouldn't be able to make it to the party. Richard lived within walking distance of Jose's school, so he offered to let Jose sleep on his couch and Jose could walk to school in the morning. Jose took him up on his offer. He went to bed early and woke up the next day and walked to class. The next morning, Jose called me. He was ecstatic. When Jose exited the class, sitting right there in front of the classroom was his bicycle. It had the original lock. It was in perfect condition. So Jose simply entered the combination and rode away on the bike. Not too far from the school, Jose got a phone call from the bus company. It turned out a good Samaritan had turned in his wallet. Jose was flabbergasted. I wasn't surprised at all. The universe saw they were going in the right direction, I told him, and it said, you can have your stuff back. Go to hell, Mike. Okay, so the next thing we're going to do is... Uh, we are going to talk about how during the mini episodes, we started to do this thing. In fact, we referenced it in the, in the clips you just heard, uh, where we had a contest called catching up with catching up and on catching up with catching up. Uh, this is the days before we could, we didn't have the capabilities of recording things. What it was, was we would, uh, if you left a review for catching up on iTunes, Mike and I would put your name into a bag. And we would call, we would pull a name from the bag 
And then whoever won, we would call them at some point during the week and just have a, we would catch up with a listener and we would call them and have a conversation. Mike and I have told stories about this multiple times. There was one person who won and won so long after he left a review that he didn't even know who we were. Uh, felt made us feel like we were doing him. He was doing us a favor during the catching up call, and then pretty much hung up on us. Uh, there have been some. There were a couple other stories from those calls. You know that the the go to hell mic originated on a on a mini episode, and so uh, and they're catching up with catching up call. So what you're going to hear is what happened was this is, this is when I was first recording audio. I didn't know that when you shake something near the microphone, it's much louder than it is in real life. So the bag. I had a bag with all the names in it and I thought, Oh, I better get it close to the mic. So the mic could pick up that I was shaking the bag. What I didn't realize like, <laughs> to edit the thing is that Mike was reading the rules of catching up with catching up and it was overpowering. It was his voice. And so you weren't hearing Mike. He was getting drowned out by the microphone. So uh, I thought that was so funny in editing. So we turned it into, oh, I turned it into a thing much to Mike's chagrin. And so self Sophie has called the moments that she thought were funniest of shaking the bag. And uh, here they are right now. Pick a name, Joey. All right. You ready? We got the bag deflated while we were doing it. I'm going to shake the bag. Oops. I actually hit the microphone by accident. Oh, remember we're doing that new thing where I see who I see. Um, I see. I don't see. Oh, I see Jeffrey. And I see B Cousin 1986. That's all I see, actually. Okay, I've shaken the bag. It's in a Ziploc bag, and I'm able to stand the bag up on the little tray I have in front of me. That's pretty awesome. Yes, remember I have somewhere to be. Okay, I am now opening the bag, Mike. The official catching up with catching up. I'm sitting back, and I'm not saying anything to you. I've opened the bag. I'm not going to say a word until you've actually said the name. Okay. All right, Mike, are you ready for me to stick my hand into the bag? Yes. I'm reaching my hand into the bag. Who is it? I, I, I mean, girl, I'm still, I'm rifling through the names. I'm not looking at the names. I'm li- my fingers are literally rifling through the bag. My fingers are rifling now through the all-uniform ticket sizes. I'm leaning back, and I'm not going to say a word. Now, I want you to know when I do this, I actually, I hold the bag up with my left hand, and my right fingers rifle through the names, but I look away, because I want this to be... We are often asked how fair this is, right? And it's very, very fair. Okay. Every week, I tell myself I'm going to sit through this and act like it's not bothering me, and every week, I lose my patience. Just tell us, Joe. My finger, okay, down three, two, okay. And remember now, Mike, they're uniform in size now. I you seriously, else? go ahead. I, I hate this part of the show. Let me tell you something. Um, I actually also put numbers on each side of the ticket. So now we will also need to say the person's number in the order that they left the review. So the earliest is number one, and the latest is the latest number. Here we okay. go. Actually, you know, I've noticed that we've had mostly, like, older people who, who like, mess it, like, left a review a long time ago. And I want, like, a newer one. Just do it! All right, I've selected a name. God, I get so nervous during this part. I'm, I've selected a name. I've selected a name. So, oh, no, I didn't. I dropped it. Whoever, somebody won, and then I dropped it. Okay, I've selected a new name. 
from the bag, the uniform sized card, uh, index cards from the bag. I have a, oh, I have a name in my hand. I'm pulling it out. This is so stupid. Okay, you know what? I'm, I hate. I've never done this before. I'm gonna throw this name back in the bag, and I'll tell you. Well, I'll let, leave it up to you, Mike. It's another late name. You you choose. I think that that's rigging, but whatever you want to do. Okay, well then we'll go. Are you ready for me to look at the name of the person who will be catching up with catching up? I am getting ready to being ready. I am kind of ready. I'm almost ready. I'm just about ready for you to say the name of the person that won the catching up contest. Joe, will you please announce the name? I have not even looked at it. I just asked you if I could look at it. So can I look at it? Go. Go. Yes, I'm ready. Huh. I've looked at the name of the person. We will be catching up with catching up. Wait, we won't be catching up with catching up. I gotta do it all over again. I have to do it all over again. Who next week will be catching up with catching up with Mike and Joe. Mike, are you ready? Come on. For me to read the name. Yes, read the name. Of the person who will be catching up. Yes. With catching up with Mike and Joe next week. Oh, we're still doing that? Yes. I kind of feel there could be an error here. I feel like we've spoken to this person. I could be wrong, though. Are you ready for me to say that? I looked at the name. Are you ready for me to say the name of the person who will be catching up with catching up with Mike and Joe next week? Are you ready for the name? And the winner is... Mike. (laughs) Please. Okay, you know what? I'll just name him. Okay, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Mike. Oh, you never answered the question. I'm sorry. Joe, this is so old. Like, do you really want to be the guy that does the same joke for 10 years? You didn't answer the question. Yes. Mike. Mike. The name. The name. Of the person. Of the person. Who will be catching will up. catching up. Catching up. Catching up. Wait, wait. What is it? Oh, what is, the, I gotta do it all over again. Thank you. Thank you. The winner of this week's <laughs> Catching Up with Catching Up. I do not know this person. Mike, maybe you know this person. The person who will get to speak to Mike and Joe. The yep. person who will be talking to Mike and Joe next week. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Go. Either by telephone uh. or by Skype. Though I prefer telephone. Stop, Joe. Come on. At a mutually agreed upon time? Do you think we should start playing like American Idol music on this? No, just go. The who person who will be catching up with Mike and Joe is... Do you have any guesses, Mike? No. This really makes me mad every week. Why? Just say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I almost might put a drum roll in for this. The winner is... I don't know who this is. Corey Curvin. Ooh, I don't know who that is either. Okay, one last bit before we get out of here. Uh, what you're going to hear next is uh, Mike and I were doing a thing because we were, we were starting to tire already of the news story. So we started to do a thing for a while where we would present, each of us would present two news stories. And the other person would then select the news story that was going to get covered. Okay, so I would say, okay, Mike, you have option A or option B, and then Mike would choose the story that I would talk about, the one that interested him the most. 
And often, if I liked the story, I would save it for another week if Mike didn't choose it once. It made my life easier. I only had to pick one more story. And I started to pick up that there was a certain story. And I didn't. what's funny is I didn't even read the stories until they were chosen. I wasn't like doing. So I just knew the headline. And there was a story about a clown or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But Mike was intent. I noticed in the first two or three episodes, I kept bringing it back. Mike would always pick the other story. And so there started to be this sort of silent confederacy among us or between us. Mike and I never discussed it. Um, but Mike, it, we just knew each other so well that Mike would just pick the other story and it became a running gag on the show until finally one day he did actually pick the story weeks and weeks in. So you're going to hear Sophie's uh, super cut of all the times, I think it's all the times, that Mike chose the other story. And then we're going to call it a day there and you're going to hear an outro that I recorded weeks ago. Uh, tell me your two news stories and I'll pick one. Okay, Mike. Mike Lawson, a K-pop group was mistaken for prostitutes, held at LAX, reps say. Okay. Or clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Oh, God. Do I want sexual assault by a clown or Mm -hmm. K-pop mistaken? I'm going to go K-pop mistaken for prostitute. Okay, very good. Paramount PAs had to poop in cars, suit claims. Or, and I want you to listen to this one closely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. So let me run this by you again. Paramount PAs had to What's poop in cars. Uh, production assistant. Oh. Had to, oh. Had, like on movie sets. Got had it. to poop in cars, suit claims. Or a clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. I'm going to go with the poop. A 400-pound bearded woman stabbed man, police say. Or clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. The garbage truck boy sounds really interesting. Well, no, listen to this one first, though. Okay. Listen to this other one, because you've heard that one. And I accidentally kind of read it. But listen to this one. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. So let's, let's run through this. Okay. Okay. Rescuers dug through a garbage truck for a boy thought to be inside. Yeah. And a clown charged with sexually assaulting Two young girls. Mike I'm so Lawson. curious if they found the boy, so I'm going to actually go with the garbage truck and boy. Okay. Your choice. Mike. Food writers fooled by gourmet meal made with McDonald's ingredients. Next story. Clown. Charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. So let me repeat that because I, I stumbled there a little bit. I think I got like a, a frog in my throat. Food writers, story number one, food writers fooled by gourmet meal made with McDonald's ingredients. Or story number two, clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. 
I'm going to go with McDonald's. Are you sure? Because they yeah. both involve clowns. Mike Lawson, Thomas Ueno captured in Cerritos after eluding officers in Newport Beach standoff. Story number one. And story number two, clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Let me run it by you again. Clown charged with sexually assaulting two young girls. Let's Which go with one? the clown sexually assaulting the girls. What? The clown. Mike, the other one is an update. From the story. I picked the clown. Hey, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Best of Catching Up. Be sure to tune in next time for more of the greatest hits between Mike Lawson and Joe Batanz. I almost said Mike Batanz and Joe Lawson, which is a completely different show. But, uh, Come back next week to the best of catching up. Long pause there. Deal deal. <laughs>